Welcome to Business Brains in the Bottom Line. My name is Paul Delegro, your host today, and I have a very special guest, Emmy Teller. She's a singer-songwriter. Welcome to the show, Emmy. Hey, I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're quite welcome. So, Emmy, we have some big news for you. You just came out with your first single, a song by the name of Unfair. So I listened to it. I loved it. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, you know, I'm 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 always interested in creative people because I have like zero creativity. So <laughs> I, I look at people like you that are young and, and, you know, trying to get into the music business and writing your own song, all that type stuff. And you're talented. How did how, you know, the song, how did you, what was the genesis of the song? Right. Um, that's a great question. It kind of was one of those songs that's very like, it honestly took a while to produce because of how special it was to me. It was a very, um, very multi-seasoned song. So it kind of started in a season of feeling, started in a season of feeling like um, I didn't really know what I was doing with my life. Um, I felt like I was using kind of labels and boxes that like people had told me I was or who I was as like an excuse. And so that's kind of where the song started. And I kind of started it in one season of my life. And then I would come back and tweak it and change words and add things to it as I went through life. So it's a very special song to me because of how long it's been with me, I think. But yeah, that's kind of the genesis of the whole story of it. Yeah. So you touched on a good point. So from what I understand, you you were in college, mm-hmm. you were at Ole Miss, yes. but you really, you were crazy about college, right? So you dropped out and you're yeah. going to pursue that you're chasing your dream. So tell us about that. Yeah. So that was a very hard decision for me because I'm a very like, go like do this. Like, here's my list of things I'm going to do and I'm going to do it. I was always a great student. And so it was hard for me to let that part go. But, um, I just realized how I felt so such a like emptiness because I wasn't doing what I loved. So, um, you know, when COVID happened, that kind of was the nudge I needed to go ahead and, you know, move back to Nashville and start pursuing this because, um, I was not enjoying college anymore because it was all you know, zoom university. And, um, yeah, so I, it was great because my family was very supportive. I feel like that is something that is always taboo with people that decide to drop out. It's like, yeah, that's what that was actually, you beat me to the punch because that was going to be my next one. I'm going to put my parent cap on right now. (laughs) I know if one of my daughters came to me and said, Hey, I'm dropping out of school to start singing. I, you know, I'm not sure how I would react to be honest with you, but that's, yeah. Yeah, that's great that you have your parents' support because yes. that without that, it would be tough. Right. Well, and it was kind of funny because it was a role reversal because they were like, you have to do this. And I was like, but a degree, like what? And, you know, doing the whole, it's like I was wearing the parenting cap, but yeah. it was so, so sweet. You, but now you're back in Ole Miss. Ole Miss is in Mississippi, obviously, yes, but now yeah. you're back in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And are you taking classes now to get a degree or what's yeah. going on there? So I'm still, I love school. So I'm still in school. I'm just doing it part-time um, and I'm getting a degree at MTSU, which is in Murfreesboro. So um, I just commute twice a week and go there for the day. Um, but that way I can be here and do music kind of more as my um, full gig rather than my side hustle. <laughs> right. And so, you know, it's kind of a priority shift. So I still got to be doing learning and education and stuff. But now I can focus on what I really want to do, which is music. So 
um, that was a really good decision. And one of my, like the best decisions I feel like I've made in my life. So, um, yeah. So at least you're checking the education box in case, no, you're going to be a big star someday (laughs) and hopefully you'll come back on the show and bless us with your presence. But until then, (laughs) you know, at least you're checking the box. So you never know. You always have to have a plan B, right? I'm always about a backup plan. I'm a very security oriented person. (laughs) So, and I'm always fascinated by this. So you, you released this song, but you released it on your own. You don't have a record deal or anything like that just yet. How, tell me, how does that work? Like, what do you got to do to make that happen? Right. So I am such a newbie in this. So I can just give you my, my um, experience and interpretation. So a lot of people my age and in my stage or people that I've met in Nashville doing this don't have record deals. Um, especially in this town, because everyone is trying to make it. Um, So there are people that are independent producers and engineers, and everyone, you know, has a strength in the music business. So some people are really good at an instrument, or some people are really good at mixing a song or mastering a song or engineering a song. Um, So I have a friend that's a really good producer and does a lot of producing for his um, kind of side gig or whatever, um, because he is also in a band. But uh, he and one of my friends from Ole Miss who actually moved here to do music as well, we all came together and um, I went to my producer friend's house where all of his equipment was and um, we recorded there and we just kind of um, did what you would do in any studio, I feel like, where you just, you know, look at the song, you know, start recording, kind of figure out what you want to do with it. Um, they, I, called, I called them my vibe administrators. Um, because they were helping with kind of figuring out what the vibe of the song needed to be. So um, we would just meet as many times we could in COVID safely um, and out of COVID, you know, it took, that was also part of the reason why it took so long was COVID, you know, we were trying to be safe Um, and we would come together and we would sit with the song, listen to it and then kind of start the session. So, yeah. And so how long did it take you to, you know, obviously you're writing the song. Mm -hmm. How long did it take? Once you kind of got with those folks, how long did it take you to complete that song? Right. If you looked at it hourly, it wouldn't be long. If you looked at it within days, it was a very long time. (laughs) Um, And it usually doesn't take as long as this one did. Um, It was just, we are all busy folk and there was a pandemic going on. So um, a lot of scheduling conflicts and, you know, a pandemic happening kind of got in the way of this, but um, it took about, I want to say five sessions of like six hours at the most. Okay. Um, Doesn't that sound would, too bad though. No, really. And that might be like giving it a lot longer than it was. Like, I feel like um, we really did. We had one song and we were almost done with it and we all listened to it and we were like, we missed it. Something's missing. Like it yep. doesn't feel like how it should. And so we did kind of retrack everything at one point. So Considering everything that happened, it really didn't take long. Um, but within, you know, a pandemic year, it took quite a long time. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was really fun. So you, you kind of self-produced this. Mm-hmm. Um, is it possible? And I, again, this is me being totally know nothing about the music yeah, industry. Yeah. Can you make it without getting a record deal? Is it possible? Yes, I, I think so. Record deals are so weird, and I even don't know much about the ins and outs of the music business. Again, I'm I'm quite new, but I do know of a lot of people that have a good following. Um, I think it just depends on like what you define as making it. If you define like making it as a Grammy, like 
that's pretty rare for you to not have a record deal. But if you, if you define making it as like having a good fan base and a following and being able to play pretty good venues, you can for sure do that. Um, individually. Well, I'd put the parent cap on it and can you make a live? Can you make a living at it? That's a living you can make. Yeah. I feel like that's very possible. I, I feel like, um, honestly, record deals and labels nowadays are looking for like people that are kind of self-made and self-sufficient um, from what I've seen that so that they can just kind of keep going with that fan base right. and that um, following they already have. So um, a lot of times people will make it to a certain extent and then get signed. Um, so and again, I could be so wrong. Someone could be listening to this in the music business and be like, oh, that's not right. But um, that's just what I've seen. Yeah. Um, so but yeah, you can make a living. I'm, uh, I feel like. Well, that's what's great about youth. You can make a lot of mistakes and you got time. Yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. So but getting back to the, the song, do you have any help writing the song mm-hmm. or is this just all you? So. This one was all me, um, lyric wise, when it came to like the instruments and like some of the fun kind of, I like to say sparkly things going on in the song. A lot of that was, um, my friend's ideas of like, there's this one part in the song where it kind of sounds like I call it the ghost whistle. sounds like a little ghost is whistling. (laughs) And that was um, my producer's idea. But when it comes to like lyrics and stuff, I usually come with a song finished and then bring it to them. And then we kind of, they kind of give me like, Ooh, it'd be cool if we had a really good baseline here, if we had really good drums here. And so that's kind of, it's kind of a collaboration, I would say. Yeah. So, so that was actually kind of leading into my next question is like, okay, you write the song and you certainly have a melody in your head about how you want it to go, but who actually writes the music for that? Yeah. Who ties the music together? Right. Um, that would be, Okay, that's a great question because I I never did it, and I, this might be so wrong, but I never wrote any charts or any like, especially with this song. I really didn't know what I wanted to do with it. There's a song that I'm about to start working on with another guy that I was like, hey, I really want a violin to do this, 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 this. But with this one, I was very open minded. So, um, really, I think uh, my two friends kind of took creative liberty of okay, I'm gonna do a guitar and do a part and see how it goes. So I would say they wrote the music part of it. Um, and I just showed up with a guitar and lyrics. So, so um, yeah. do you play, you play guitar as well? I do. I do not well, okay. but enough. <laughs> yeah, enough to fake it, right? Enough to fake it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, it's, that's kind of the way of the world. Sometimes mm-hmm. you do it, do enough to fake it and get by. Right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, how many, uh, I'm assuming you've written some other songs. What's the status of all that? Yeah. So um, I've written a plethora of songs. I've been doing this since high school and just now starting to kind of try to do it as a career. So um, there's lots in the, in the old repertoire, but I'm about to work on three songs with um, one of my family friends when I was little is a, is a producer now and he loves to do sound engineering. So um, we're getting together at the end of this month and working on three songs together. Um, And so it's kind of funny because like all three of them are from different years and stages of my life. So it's going to be fun um, because they kind of are cohesive. So we'll be working on that at the end of this month. um, And hopefully those will be out soon. Nice. Well, congrats. Good luck with that. So I I guess, so Emmy, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of things through the, the business side of things. So obviously 
funding this yourself is not cheap. So I in the process of talking to some of these record labels to see if you can strike a deal because Mm -hmm. that's going to accelerate your career. If you get some financial backing, I would assume, right? Oh my goodness. Yes. It's so nice because they then can provide the financial for marketing, for um, equipment, like basically everything. And so, you know, it's not coming directly out of your pocket necessarily. Um, So yeah, it's not cheap doing it independently. I could tell you that. Um, So I am hoping to be meeting with people. Um, I know I'm like getting coffee. A lot of the music business from what I've been told is networking and just talking with who you can, talking with, you know, people that have been there that can give you good advice. So I've definitely have some sweet mentors that have been talking me through this on how to get found, get noticed or whatever. Um, and, you know, I'm getting coffee with um, someone who manages one of my friend's dads this next week, just to talk about some steps I can take. Um, because as fun as it is to be independent, because you kind of have a freedom of schedule and, you know, you kind of being in the driver's seat. Um, it's so, it's not cheap. So it's, and it's harder to, um, get seen because you don't have the kind of financial, um, backing as you were saying to pay for what would help you get seen. Um, so it just kind of is about talking to people, knowing the right people, which I, you know, is kind of hard. It's easy to do in this town. If you just kind of put yourself out there. Yeah. Um, so it's got to make you know, the effort, right? Just writing right. a song and sitting in your house all day is not going to get it out there. You got to go right. shake some hands, knock on yeah. doors, mm-hmm. got to network your rear end off. Right. Like in any business, you've got, Ex- you've got exactly. one product right now mm-hmm. and it's you. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You have, that's what, and that's something I've had to be told so many times because I am such a, um, like, I would say introverted person in the sense of I don't like to talk about myself. I don't like to self-promote and like you kind of have to do this in this business because you are, you're the product you're selling. And so if you, you know, if you were trying to sell some kind of like, you know, cleaning supplies or whatever, and you invented or whatever, and you put it in a store and then don't say anything about it or don't pay for a commercial or anything like that, like odds are you're not going to, you know, I'm not the business person, but you're not going to get any, you know, buyers or whatever. Um, again, I'm only in accounting, so I don't know the world business, but it's kind of like me not being able to, if I don't market myself, I'm not going to get seen. I'm not going to be able right. to sell my, you know, my product. So it's, that's, I've had to kind of look at it less as like yeah. me talking about myself and me talking about my business. Um, right. So you got to get out of the comfort zone. Right. Right. And that's, that's hard in general in life. That's hard for a lot of people to, to get out of the, get away from the things that they're comfortable doing and stretch yourself. But mm-hmm. I would think that in your business, I mean, you're, are, I would say you're, you're already, I would think you'd be comfortable in front of a crowd. I mean, mm-hmm. seeing how you're a singer, yes. a songwriter, <laughs> now it's just, uh, the self-promotion will come with time. You just got, you just got to say the heck with it and do right. it. I think, right. I would think. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly what I've had to do and just, because if you if you want to do anything, also we're such a like um, technological generation. I don't know what the yeah. word would be, but you know, there's so much. I'm really bad at social media. I don't I don't use it very much. Um, and I had a friend who was like, "You've got to you've got to start making TikToks." And yeah. I was like, "How do you how do you do that?" But um, that's yeah. like part of it. Like a lot of people are getting discovered on social media, and so. Yes. You have to really like think about these things and, and look at the trends like, okay, how are these people 
um, making it? What has their journey been? How did they yeah. do it? And so, you know, kind of trying to like take everything you can from different people and different artists yeah. that have made it. Um, Some of these folks out there, no matter what they're doing, could be music, it could be hawking products. They have millions of followers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, crazy. So you just, you just got to make that effort. Again, I'm no social media expert either, by the way, but <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I know that at least, at least you have to make an effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would think. You, you can't know? just sit around and yeah. It's, but it's, yeah, it's, we're learning. I'm very much yeah. a grandmother when it comes to technology. Awesome. So we're learning as we go. But so yeah. another question for, I was thinking, you know, as, a, as I'm leading up to the show, I'm like, I always think, okay, who are the musical influences in your life? Did you come from a family of musicians yeah. or what, what's going on? How did that start? Right. So, um, do you know the ABBA song? Thank you for the music. If, yes. If you do, yeah, there's the line that's like, "Mom said I could dance before I could walk, or whatever." I was definitely the the singing before you could talk. I've always, I don't know what my my grandfather on my mom's side was a very musical man, um, which was funny because he never did anything with it. He was a very um, prominent businessman where he what where he's from, um, but he always could play anything any instrument by ear. Like he taught himself guitar, he taught himself wow. piano. And, um, he always sang to me. And, um, when I was little, I was like, had colic or whatever that thing is that babies have where they're just coughing all the time. <laughs> and he was the only one I would be crying and crying. And if he held me and sang to me, I would, you know, stop crying and sleep. Um, and so I like to think that's where I got it from, but I've been, Could be. you never know. Yeah, yeah. But I've been involved in singing since I can remember. And when I was really little, um, I, be, my dad's a pastor and he also sings too. So that's funny. I have it from both sides. Um, he sounds like Andy Williams to me. He's really good. Really? That's um, funny. But I know I love it, but uh, he's a pastor. And because of where we were in Nashville at a Nashville church, there was a lot of people there that were in the music business. And so um, there was a kid's choir and I got asked to start doing these recording sessions for like children's musicals for religious, like church musicals. And then in that, you know, I met people that did things for Disney parks. And so then I would, you know, go do some children's session singing for like Disney park parade songs. And, um, so it was always a part of my life. Um, and then I was like, where I was doing, I was in the business when I was a baby basically. Um, and so in that, that's kind of when I realized like, this is what I want to do. Like, I feel the happiest when I am doing these recordings. And I remember like, being in school, knowing that night I was going to go do a recording session. And I just, sure. couldn't. it was like, I was going to Disney world. Like I was so excited and you know, we would get the demo CD to listen to. And I would just get so like, it was just the, it was like Christmas every time. So yeah. that's kind of when I started realizing like, okay, this is, this is my, when I grow up, you know? Um, yeah, so. Well, you know something you got me think some people go through their whole life, never knowing what they want to do with their yes. life. You know, the joke, you know, my age is, yeah. When I, I don't know what I'm going to do when I grow up, you know, yeah. you, f- you figured it out at a young age. I commend you for that. Thank you. You know, and it takes a lot of guts to chase your dream and uh, you do have a plan B though. So as a parent, I'm like, okay, she's got, yes. she's got, she's got her head on straight, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, so I do have another question for you. You said your dad was a pastor. So uh, is there any Christian music in the, in the works for you or no? There's not. Yeah, that is not, okay. that's something I've never um, been, I don't know, passionate about or 
needed in my life. Um, I don't find myself writing songs with that lens over it. Um, so, uh, yeah, to the, to the churchgoer chagrin, but, um, you know, I, um, I don't know. It's just not kind of my style. I feel like it's not really who I am as an artist. Um, as kind of cheesy as that sounds, yeah. but, I just but no, never... you are what you are. Right. I mean, right, right. that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm very thankful for having the background of, you know, growing up in the church and everything. I'm just not going to sing about it, yeah. but, um, you know, it's, I'm very thankful for the church and the Lord and all that stuff. It's just something that I've never really been great at writing about, wanting to write about, um, or kind of having that style. Um, but yeah, there are some great artists right now though, that are Christian artists, like insane. I have a friend I used to do, um, uh, singing with, we went to the singing Academy together, Riley Clemens. If y'all are into Christian music, look her up. She is so good. Um, she's got some really great, poppy fun songs out there so yeah it's a good time <laughs> so now are you looking to put a uh like a band together too because how does this work i mean is it just you, you you know when you write songs you get different groups of people to do all the you know band work or are you just gonna kind of be a solo out first ideally i would have my staples like i would love to have one drummer that I always have or one, you know, that is something I actually was thinking about this weekend. Um, just thinking about doing shows soon, you know, like once live music is like back in full swing, which I feel like we're really almost there. Um, I would want to have just like a a band that is always with me. Um, right now I'm very individual and independent in the sense that, you know, we're it's, we were, I was talking about this with my friend who's also doing music yesterday everyone is catching up from all the stuff that they had to postpone because of COVID. Right. So it's so hard to get like a regular schedule with anyone um, because everyone is still trying to do these jobs or these shows that they were supposed to do a year ago. Um, so right now I don't really see myself having a staple band, um, but that is the goal to have okay. people that are just mine. Um, your crew. Your, yeah, yeah. Your, yeah. My squad. Yeah. So. That's right. Yeah. Your peeps. My peeps. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah. So that'll be the goal, but <laughs> this pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Emmy, this leads me to the next question for you. If someone wants to find your song, where can they go listen to it? Right. So I'm out on all streaming um sites slash apps. So um my personal preference is Spotify, because I love to make playlists. Um, but Apple Music, Spotify. Um, because I'm new, you'll probably have to look up both my name and the, the name of the song, but my artist name, you would just type Emmy, which is E M M E. Um, and then the song is called unfair. Um, so you can just look that up on, you know, YouTube, Spotify, Apple music, um, all of the things. I don't really know of other (laughs) streaming things, but yeah, you can download it on iTunes, all the things. Cool. And with this podcast, I'm in all the all the streaming apps, so it's right. uh, it makes it makes it a lot fun. But how have the downloads been coming so far? It's been good. I've I've gotten a good again. I'm I'm new to this. I found out yesterday that I have a good amount of streams for how um, little how you know the short amount of time it's been out. Um, apparently, I have a good amount of streams for. It's been out for almost a week now. Tomorrow it'll be a week, um, and I think I have cool, like. A thousand five hundred streams right now, which isn't um, 
great, but it's apparently really good for how. Yeah, that's great for a week. Right. So um, I'm excited about that. So it's been going great. Um, What's fun about Spotify, they have like this um, app for artists and you can see like how many playlists you've been added to. Sure. what demographic is listening to you, where in the world they're listening to you. So it's been really fun to see. There's a lot of people that put me on their playlist, which is so sweet and awesome. And uh, all the places that people have been listening. So that's been so fun to see like, Oh, look, someone in, you know, Ireland's listening to my song right now. That's pretty cool. So, you know how like a lot of entertainers are known by like one name. I think you can, that's going to be you going to be Emmy, (laughs) right? It's going to be Madonna. It's going to (laughs) be Emmy. See, I didn't even think about that when I decided to just go by Emmy. I just thought, it, you know, it's cool. It's a palindrome and, you know, yep. it looks cool. cool. And that's my mom keeps calling me Cher or Madonna or things. It's right. like a yeah. lot of artists, you know, have just gone by their first name or one name. It's yeah. Funny. You know, you've made it when, when you, you get famous just by your first name. By right? your first name, yeah. <laughs> Uh, hopefully I'm setting myself up for success with that. Yeah. I think so. I mean, you got a great voice. You got a great attitude and you know, I think you, I I don't see any reason why it won't be a success as long as the creative juices keep flowing. Right. Yes. Let's Lord willing. Let's keep it going. Yes. That's so sweet. Thank you. Well, any, any last kind of um, thoughts you want to share with your, with your audience out there or the people listening? Yeah. Well, I guess just it's nice to meet you guys and um, please keep following along on my little artist journey. And um, hopefully I'll have some new stuff out for you guys. And um, I hope you enjoy anything I put out and have a good day. <laughs> well, Em, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate you coming on. And I, uh, like I said, I, I hope you come back again when you're really famous and uh, you help my ratings too. So Well, that's a wrap for Business Brains and the Bottom Line. This is Paul Delegro signing off. Until next time.